hacking cars via smartphone apps, the role of risk-based authentication identity and access management, and protecting very attacked persons. These stories and more in this week's ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Nick Holland. Millions of today's cars can be controlled remotely through smartphone apps, which can lock and unlock the car, disarm security, and in some cases can even be used to remotely pilot the car. But these actions are only as secure as the code within the apps that execute them, and that's a potential nightmare if a vulnerability is found in the app used by the consumer. I spoke with Azaf Ashkenazi, a vice president at Inside Secure, about the escalating threat of cars being hacked via smartphone apps by cybercriminals and thieves. Here's Azaf. So I think that what, what we start to see um, as part of the uh, revolution in the automotive industry is that more and more cars are connected and they are always connected through a cellular link. And um, that means that anyone can access the car remotely. Now, auto manufacturers noticed that and there were famous hacks in the past like the, the Jeep hack and uh, uh, different examples. And they, they, they invest actually quite a lot in protecting the car from an access that is coming directly from the internet to the car. However, there is a new way of getting into the car. And this is a new trend of auto manufacturers providing their um, drivers or providing drivers with an applications on the smartphone that allow to access the, phone, the, the vehicle remotely via this application. And usually these applications can uh, start the car remotely, unlock the car, and um, some of them even allow the driver to remotely control the car and, and drive it and move it from one space to another. And the problem with these uh, applications are that usually the way that they work is in a way that they don't communicate directly to the car. It looks like that but they are actually sending the request from the phone to uh, a server, a cloud server, and then these cloud servers um, pass it to the car through a cellular link. That means that the vehicle will um, basically trust anything that is coming from the server that is the legitimate server. And the server usually trusts what it gets from the phone. So it means that if the phone application, smartphone application is hacked, um, you can have access to all of these functionalities in the car. As security becomes more and more uh, difficult to defeat on the server side and on the network side, hackers are looking for new ways to get in. And um, it seems like the smartphone applications are starting to be a target for them. We saw that in a hack of um, Air Canada application. We saw, we saw 300,000 um, users or passengers of British Airways um, being hacked using uh, uh, an exploit that was downloaded to an application on a smartphone or a browser. So we see them starting to focus more on the um, endpoints to get in. So examples for smartphone applications that are hacked, we're just starting to see. We also got an example of um, someone that hacked into a service that allows to stop the car remotely for people that didn't pay their uh, uh, their money fees for, for the loans on the car. 
and um, he managed to disable a lot of cars remotely and uh, get their horn honk in the middle of the night. So you put these two things together and you see the writing is on the wall. Um, these applications allow to do that. We see a, a trend of more and more smartphone application being hacked and um, the, uh, the value of hacking such an application is quite high, then um, we believe that this can become a, a major risk. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. Traditional multi-factor authentication is effective, but it's also cumbersome and presents a painful process for customers. That's according to Saru Nayar, co-founder and CEO at Guracle, a behavioral analytics company. In an interview with Supana Goswami, principal correspondent with ISMG, Saru explains the role of risk or behavior-based authentication in identity and access management in reducing end-user friction. Here's Saru. So first thing, you know, when we talk about identity and access management, we talk about the authentication and, you know, talking about digital transformation and seeing millions of consumers getting onboarded to a platform to do the authentication, you know, that's a, that could be a very painful process for customers if you make them do multi-factor authentication. And it's it kind of comes in the way of your business. It's business entering. So with the concept of bringing behaviors and risks, which are derived by machine learning and AI, what you're able to do is bring in this whole concept of risk and behavior-based authentication. And what that means is if a risk or real-time risk scoring of an internal user or a consumer was low, you can let them log in without a password. If it was medium, you could do your single authentication. If it was high, you could choose to not let them log in, or you could even make them go through a MFA process, multi-factor authentication. Now, this completely changes the consumer experience because you're not letting security come in the way, or even for internal users, you are letting security be visible only when it needs to be visible by using machine learning and AI. This single most concept has is really transforming businesses and how they are really taking this concept to their consumers as part of digital transformation. Next thing, which is very critical for internal users, is this whole concept of provisioning, by right? giving users access to what they should really have access to or need on need-to-know basis. While the healthcare industry hasn't seen a high-profile breach in some time, cyber attacks have become an ever-present occurrence. People, and not just healthcare executives, are being targeted in far greater numbers. At last week's Healthcare and Security Summit in New York, I spoke with Ryan Witt, Managing Director of Healthcare Industry Practice at Proofpoint, about VAPs, or very attacked persons. I asked him, how do you identify who they are? Here's Ryan's response. We tend to see the threat activity or the VAPs, the VAPs, are in four kind of key categories. Mm. One is they're the traditional VIPs, the people who are privileged within their organization, the people who have uh, the, the job title that allows them access very far and wide, and so therefore they're attacked. Number two is what, what I call the clickers, mm. so that the people within their institution Usually they're managing their supply chain or their business associates. They're people who, by the nature of their job, they have to go click on things. So they're, they're, they're often 
in, you know, being sent invoices, that they're being sent proposals, or they're managing third party, uh, you know, maybe medical transcribers or um, medical coders. And so they're doing a lot of interaction. So they're, they're clicking a lot. The third people are what I call the money people, the people who are involved with paying bills or receiving invoices. And then the fourth people are the, the IT insiders, the people, again, who have the access to the systems. And so, so largely we see those, category, those four categories that are presenting themselves in a, in a, in a health system. Um, you know, typical VAP report, VAP report within a, within a hospital, something I'm going to show later on is uh, we, you know, we run these things live and we see that essentially the chief of pharmacy or the director of pharmacy is a very like often the most attacked person mm. within a health system. I presume because I guess they, he, they hit that Venn diagram of all of those. They right? hit the Venn yeah. diagram, and they're the people who who have access to the drugs. Second, people who are really attacked are the chief nursing officer. She has access right across uh, the health record, and then last people are are, are people who are in the accounts payable department who are yeah. just in, seeing invoices all the sure. time. That's it for this week's ISMG Security Report. Theme music is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Nick Holland. Catch you next time. Bye.